Welcome to the Nun Report, bringing your regular dose of truth, freedom, and weirdness with your host, Dan Nunn. Hey, this is Dan Nunn. Thanks for tuning in. It's always great to get together and talk about things. You know, as we know, uh, Biden has announced he's running for president again, and we're all very happy about that because we know that Trump can destroy him. They're scared to death of Trump. It's not that they want Trump to be the candidate. There's a theory out there. Oh, they're, they're trying. They really want Trump to be a candidate because they know that Biden can win. No, but guaranteed they will have their cheating game in order and they will have all of their electioneering going on. They've got it down to a science. We need to be prepared for that. We need to be prepared to do the same sorts of things. But they say he's ready to be president. We're going to talk about that briefly. I want to talk about the, the tragedy that happened down in Texas, just, just uh, outside of Houston, where a family was murdered um, and by a, a guy who was not supposed to be even in the country, by a guy who had been deported multiple times and somehow kept landing back in the United States illegally. That's part of the problem that we have. That's part of why these tragedies happen. Now, you think the press would maybe talk about that. The legacy media, they didn't. We're going to cover that. We're going to talk about crime in general in the United States, how it's up. And we're going to talk, look at how they notice how whenever the Democrats try to talk about crime, they stop in 2019. They, they, they stop saying, they say crime has been going down, crime has been going down. And if you stop in 2019, it has been. We're going to take a look at what's happened since then. And it's not pretty. And the numbers coming across the border of illegal aliens and the fact that we're, we just can't simply, we simply can't process them and we just keep bringing them in is unbelievable. So let, let's get this show on the road here. We're going to kick off. Um, here's, here's where we're going to start. <laughs> Chris Coons, and this guy is an absolute joke. He's a complete party leftist hack. And uh, here, here's what he had to say. Joe Biden is fit, capable, and ready to serve another Fit, capable, and ready to serve another term. He's 80 years old. His mind is Swiss cheese. He can't decide if he's supposed to leave the stage, stage right, or stage left. He has a 50-50 chance and somehow manages to get it wrong 90% of the time. He works six hours a day because he can't, that's, that, that's the only, this amount of time that his drug cocktail can keep him cognitive enough to actually function and answer a few questions and go to a few events. But they've made it very clear that he works five days a week from about, uh, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And that's it. That's all you're going to get out of Biden. So is he really fit to be president for another four years? He's 80 now. He's going to be 84, and he's not a healthy 84. What is going on here? Why is he always lost? He's just always in a state of confusion. And, um, you know, you all saw the, of course, he's cheating on the questions too. And then there's this. This is the guy who is totally ready to be president again for another four years. And we see it here again today in companies like, and I hope I pronounced it right, Ame Power. Is it Ame? I believe that's right, yeah. Ame Power, Florida Small Business Winner award winner or the uh, business week winner. He just gives up. 
He just gives up. He can't spit it out. So he just puts the mic down and gives up. This is the leader of the free world. This is who you want to get elected for another four years. Imagine what he's going to be like when he's 84, if he even lives that long. And then we get stuck with, you know, Kamala or Kamala or, or however you want to pronounce her name. I bounce back and forth. Sometimes I call her even worse things. <laughs> and I'll let you use your imagination for that. But this is a guy who not only is he not prepared to lead America, he hates America. He hates you. He hates me. He hates every single thing that this company represents and stands for. He wants absolute control, absolute power, and turn it into a Marxist communist type of state where there's the haves and the have-nots. I'll let you guess which is which. At the press dinner, you know, they always try to tell jokes and, and be funny, and there's always a few moments, but for it, it's a the fact that this thing even continues to happen, that they get dressed up and go, it's, this thing is worse than the Oscars, all right? It's worse than the, the CMAs. It is. This is worse than any Hollywood award show. This is the most pathetic display of opulence and arrogance that I've ever seen in my life. Yet they continue to do it. They're, a Republican should never, ever attend this event again, ever. But one of the things that Biden said when he was trying to be funny was this. And it's not funny because it's not a joke. He means it. Check this out. A lot of ways, this dinner sums up my first two years in office. I'll talk for 10 minutes, take zero questions, and cheerfully walk away. He's mocking you. He's, he's putting it right in your face. He's giving you the big, mm. He's just saying, F you, man. I'll do what I want. And this is the media. They laugh at him. They're laughing over the fact that he will refuse to answer questions from them. And then he gets up behind a podium and mocks them. And in turn is mocking America. He's like saying, look what I can do. I don't even have to answer questions, you idiots. And people just, uh, just go right along. Tragedy struck down in Texas. And let's, let's jump on that and kind of catch, catch everybody up. I'm sure most of you have seen the stories and some of the things that are going on. CBS covering down in Austin. State and federal agencies are on the search for 38-year-old Francisco Orepesa. He's the man accused of killing five people Friday night in Cleveland, Texas, north of Houston. Officials say the shooting happened after his neighbors asked him to stop firing his gun in his yard. Officials say he instead went into the neighbor's home with the gun. Five people were killed, the youngest being a nine-year-old boy. The rifle used in the shooting has been recovered. Orepesa is still considered armed and dangerous. Now, that was some fairly balanced uh, segment of reporting there. They didn't mention the fact that he is in the country illegally, allegedly, and has been deported multiple times. Uh, some agencies are reporting five times. ABC News didn't talk about that at all. Guess what ABC talked about? Five dead in execution-style shooting suspect armed with AR-15. You know, those evil, mean guns that kill everybody? They just run around killing people all on their own. This article was a fairly lengthy article. I'm not going to go through it because it was just a load of bullshit. Not once did they mention in the article that the guy was in the country legally. Not once did they mention that he'd been deported in the past. As recently as 2016 was his last encounter with ICE. Not once. 
But they did talk about AR-15s and high-capacity magazines and the NRA and how Biden wants to have a national assault weapons ban. They talked about that in the article a lot. As if that was a story, as if there wasn't even a criminal involved. It was just a gun. A gun went out there and killed these people, which is what they always do. They make the gun the villain, the tool the villain. And they shouldn't. I'm going to show you something interesting. Take a look here. Number of murder victims in the United States in 2021 by the weapon used. Not surprisingly, pistols or handguns are number one because they, uh, let me just shrink that down a little bit. Pistols and handguns are number one because they, they're more readily available. They're in the inner cities all the time. Rifles down here, the number five tool used or weapon used in murders in the United States in 2021. It's not even, it's one, two, three, four. It's number five in the top five. You know what killed more? Knives and sharp instruments. Killed 1,055. Rifles only killed 467. Handguns were number one. But they go after the rifle because it's mean looking, because it symbolizes to them everything that's wrong with the Second Amendment, everything that's wrong with people who support the Second Amendment and their right to keep and bear arms. To them, it's an ugly, mean military weapon. Any weapon is bad in the hand of the wrong person, in the hands of a criminal, in the hands of someone who's insane, in the hands of somebody who has anger control issues or is just a complete psychopath and shows no remorse when they go out and kill people. See, it's really easy for them to focus on an object and vilify that rather than vilify the actual criminal. And that has led to a massive explosion of crime in the United States over the last four years. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. Before we move on, let's talk about this mass shooter a little bit. Texas mass shooter who killed five neighbors is an alleged illegal alien deported multiple times. Oropesa, I can't even pronounce it right, I'm sorry, uh, was in the country legally at the time of the shooting and had previously re-entered the country illegally, or in the country illegally at the time of the shooting and had previously re-entered the country illegally multiple times following his deportations. Another ICE source told Fox News Digital. The source added that Oropesa was last encountered by ICE in 2016. DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas told Chuck Todd on Meet the Press, we're going to cover some of that, on Sunday that he wouldn't comment on Oropesa's immigration status after Todd said there was a question about him having a consulate card, meaning he was here legally, but perhaps he had overstayed. Mayorkas, of course, like he always does with anything of substance that matters, is he just refused to answer. See, that's what these Democrats do. Oh, I'm not, I'm just not going to answer it. If I don't answer it, it doesn't exist. You can't nail me down. You can't call me a liar. You can't hold me accountable as long as I don't answer. Oh, I'm not going to, we're not going to have debates either because we don't want to have debates because if you have debates, then, you know, I have to actually answer questions that aren't pre-scripted on a little handy note card.
This was reported. A massive manhunt continues for Francisco Oropesa, a Mexican national accused of shooting and killing five of his neighbors execution style in Texas. We're told the 38-year-old suspect is an illegal immigrant who has been deported five times. Five times he's been deported. And they can't find him. You know, you know where he is. I mean, he's, he's probably already out of the country. He's probably down in Mexico with his with his hombres down there and the cartels just hanging out, having a good old time, maybe raping a few children, doing some dope, shooting up as uh, you know, shooting up things. Right? So Meet the Press asked Mayorkas, our Secretary of Homeland Security, you know the guy who's in charge of securing the border? Asked him about this. If these people are such arrogant fucks, they don't give look at this guy. What a smug ass. Right, check There's this. some question about his citizenship. He supposedly had a, 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 a I guess they referred to it as a, a consulate card from Mexico, meaning he was here legally, but perhaps he had overstayed. So, Chuck, I, I won't comment on it because it is an active case. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tragedy uh, that occurred is, uh, you described it correctly, just absolutely. So the guy is missing. He's probably left the country. This is going to be an active case forever. It's never not going to be an active case because they're not going to find him. So Mayorkas has said, I won't, I won't comment because it's an active case, period. He's just decided. So this guy who's in the country legally has been deported five times, goes next door, kills five people because they didn't like him firing his rifle on their property when their baby was trying to sleep, is, is somehow just going to go away. But it's the AR-15, it's the rifle's fault. Everybody knows that those things go around killing people all the time. So let's look at the border, as long as this kind of ties into it. This guy was in the country illegally. Millions of people are coming into the country illegally all the time. Think about this. In 2018, there were 400,000 encounters of illegals coming into the country. In 2021, 1.7 million, over four times, a 400% increase in people coming in. And that's all because of Obama's open border policies. They say, oh, we're securing the border. It was a mess when we got it. Bullshit. Donald Trump closed their border with a zero tolerance policy, and Biden opened it back up. Now, as Biden formally runs for a second term, the immigration issue, which he never mentioned this week in his announcement video, continues to be one of his toughest challenges. In 2021, more migrants crossed the southern border than in any year since at least 1960. And in 2022, the record was broken again. Total of 2.3 million in 2022. Are you kidding me? In 2021, it's 1.7. In 2022, it was 2.3 million. And I can remind you again, in 2018, it was just 400,000. Now we're talking at almost a six-fold increase. In just, a, in just three years. Tell me how that's not, that's not, that's simply not sustainable, right? And Mayorkas, who's responsible for the border, talks about it like this. There is already reports in Brownsville, Texas right now, shelters are overwhelmed. The cities of Chicago and New York are already overwhelmed. What's May 12th going to look like if we're already overwhelmed before the expiration of Title 42? A few things, Chuck. First of all, 
this is a really tough challenge and has been, as we all recognize, for years and years. We are seeing a level of migration, not just at our southern border, but throughout the hemisphere that is unprecedented. It is, I think, the greatest migration in our hemisphere since World War II. The president on day one delivered a solution. He delivered immigration reform legislation that we had hoped Congress would act on swiftly. They haven't. Within the constraints of a broken immigration system, we are doing so. It wasn't broken when you took office. You know what his solution was? Does everybody remember what his solution was? Biden's solution was to let them all in. We don't need walls. We don't need to close the border. No, we need to increase processing capacity so that we can bring more people in faster and resettle them throughout the United States. That was their solution. Their solution was to have no border at all, but to allow every single person in and resettle them in the country. And then they blame Republicans for not accepting that solution and buying into it. What sane person would? If you, don't have, if you don't control your border, you don't have a sovereign nation. At least not for long. But they don't care about that. Their lives aren't going to change. Not in, the, not in the midterm anyway. Maybe long term, they'll get drugged through the streets. But my orcas will be long gone by then. Speaking of Brownsville, struggles with large arrival on migrants across Texas-Mexican border. Shelters in a Texas city struggled to find space Saturday for migrants who authorities say abruptly began crossing by the thousands from Mexico, testing a stretch of the U.S. border that is typically equipped to handle large groups of people fleeing poverty and violence. The pace of arrivals in Brownsville appeared to catch the city of the southernmost tip of Texas off guard, stretching social services and putting an overnight shelter in an uncomfortable or uncommon position of turning people away. Officials say more than 15,000, mostly from Venezuela, have illegally crossed the river near Brownsville since last week. That's a sharp rise from just 1,700 in the first two weeks of April. So in the first two weeks, it was 1,700. In the last week, it's 15,000, mostly from Venezuela. These people are traveling through... uh, through Mexico with the help of non-governmental organizations that are funding them. They're getting funding from the U.S. government. The U.S. government is helping fund them. And then along the way, they're protected and they pay off the cartels and police forces so they can get to the U.S. border. The reason we're having record numbers of what they call migration, it's not migration, it's illegal. It's illegally crossing a border. They're breaking the law. By definition, by even fucking coming here, they're breaking the law. There's a process. Use it. This worked fine for over 200 years. And now, like everything that the uh, extreme commie Democrats like to do, is they're going to pervert that process to what they see as benefiting their goal. They, They don't give a crap about these people. They don't give a crap about these people. They hope that they can come in. The, the, the great replacement theory is not, it's not a theory. It's happening right now. When you have so many aliens, illegals, crossing the border that equal just in Biden's term, nearly 4% of the entire population of the United States has come across the border in the last two years or so since Biden took office. 4% of the entire population. Think about that. Think about that number. 
Now multiply it by another six years if he stays in office to continue this term and then finish the next four. We might have 10 or 15% of the population in the United States replaced by illegals. All at the hands of the extreme commie Democrats who want to do it. So the Meet the Press interview continued, and uh, this is what they had to say. I want to ask you about Border Patrol because the union doesn't like you. Uh, and they make it pretty clear on social media this month uh, and last month, the month before. These are all from Border Patrol, the Border Patrol Union on you. The chickens are going to come home to roost because of what he's done. They call you a national disgrace. Remove Mayorkas was their most recent tweet. Uh, how can you lead a group of people whose union wants you out of office? Uh, Chuck, I'm incredibly proud to work with the United States Border Patrol. I have supported them vigorously since my first day in office. <laughs> I will continue to do so. A tremendous source of pride. And I will tell you what this. What do you think the disconnect is? Do you think this is, this is media perception? Why, why, do you think, why do you think there is this a political disconnect? Is this a red-blue divide, just simply that you're, you're in a Democratic administration? What do you believe it is? Uh, Chuck, I'm focused on mission. That's what I'm focused on. Uh, I look at their needs. Focus harder. That's, that's all I got to say. Focus harder. If you're, if you're focused on mission, um, well, I guess it depends on what the definition of his mission is. What does he see his mission as? This will be the last clip from the interview. What's uh, the definition of secure border to you? It is, in the context uh, in which we are working, it is maximizing the resources that we have available to us to deliver the most effective results. I don't think that's what it means. I think if you look in the dictionary, I think the definition might be different. I think he just pulled something out of his ass that um, was the most, the biggest, the biggest load of, well, I'll let someone else tell you about it. Clint, what do you think of that? What a load of shit. Yeah. Thank you, Clint. We haven't had him weigh in for a while. It's always good when he comes on and, and weighs in on something that obviously is a load of doo-doo. They think that they'll have you believe, and they'll sit there and lie to you, and the media supports them. Someone put this montage together. Check it out. It is my testimony that the border is secure. We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We have taken unprecedented action over the past year and a half to secure our border. And we have a process in place to manage migrants at the border. We're working to make sure it's safe and orderly and humane. The border is closed. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We're executing a comprehensive strategy to secure our borders. One of our highest priorities is to ensure that we have a secure border. And that is what we are doing. The border is secure they lie they lie and you know once these people come in they're, they're not going anywhere it's like once they're here they're here because we can't we couldn't process them before and now you have six times as many coming across as just a few years ago there, with no, we, we can't process these people. We need to stop the flood because check this out. Even 
after they're they're let in provisionally, before they can get a date. So they come in, they, they ask for asylum, they don't follow the process, they're across the border illegally, they get into the country, we allow them to stay by assigning them a court date. 10 years. Immigrants are waiting 10 years in the U.S. just to get a court date. How many of them do you think are going to go to that court date 10 years from now? How many crimes are going to be committed by the people that come across in the next 10 years while they're waiting for a court date? And these are just the ones that get processed. The gotaways account for about 10%. Out of the 6.3 million that have come across the border since Biden took office, 1.7 of them are gotaways meaning we don't know who they are, where they're going, where they're from, what their intentions are. How do they know those numbers? Well, they see them via electronic surveillance, uh, visual sightings, cameras, all kinds of stuff. They, they have a pretty good hold, a pretty accurate number on what's going on. But don't let these people continue to lie to you. I'm going to say it one more time. In 2018, there were 400,000 people, illegals, who came into the country. In 2000. 23 or 2022, it was 2.3 million. A six-fold increase nearly in just a few years. Does that sound like a secure border to you? So they can get up there and blow smoke up your ass all day long. They can sit there and say the border's secure all they want. The numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. All right, let's have a little bit of weirdness here. And once again, we have uh, Kamala Kamala Harris, who has made it to our weird segment of the show because, well, she just does. I can imagine what can be and be unburdened by what has been, you know? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be unburdened by what has been? What can be? unburdened by what has been what we can see what we believe can be unburdened by what has been what can be unburdened by what has been what can be unburdened by what has been what can be unburdened by what has been okay i'm not gonna put you through (laughs) she's so profound she's just she's so brilliant I hope that she writes a good memoir someday. I can't wait to study the life and times of Kamala Harris. First half of it's going to read like a, a pornographic novel, and the second of it, half of it is going to read like a clown show. But um, it should be entertaining nonetheless, and we'll have a lot of profound thoughts in there, I'm sure, from, from the great uh, Kamala Harris. So I want to move on to the next topic here, and it's kind of tied in in a way not directly, but certainly indirectly, and that is uh, crime in the United States because they say that that's going down too. They, they say it's been, it's been getting better. Now, I'm going to preface this by saying one thing. Republicans are idiots. If they do not pound on the crime rates and crime in this country, if they do not focus in, that's what people care about most, is safety and security, and they see it getting way out of control. They see it descending into into chaos in this country in so many cities, primarily liberal cities in blue states. And uh, and if Republicans don't focus in on, look, we don't need to we don't need to talk about horrible how horrible the Democrats are doing on a lot of things. We don't need to talk about abortion, for instance. We don't need to talk about 
divisive social issues like that. We can look at, all we have to do is talk about education, the children, the mutilation of children, and crime. If they can focus on those things, we win. Check this out. We wanted to hear from voters about what they are concerned about going into this election. And crime and public safety, that continues to be a top issue. Taking a look at the latest Fox News polling, 88% of Americans are extremely or very concerned about higher crime rates. And the numbers when it comes to crime are exploding nationwide. Taking a look here in New York City, you see that problems with crime continue long after the pandemic. Over the last two years, overall crime is up over 45 percent. It's not just here in New York. It's coast to coast. Looking at Chicago, total major crime rose 45 percent just year over year. And we have new reporting from that Whole Foods in downtown San Francisco, which was forced to close for safety reasons. At least 14 people were arrested during the 13 months the Whole Foods in the downtown was open, and a record of 568 emergency calls were made to that location, according to the New York Times. And this is what happens when you don't enforce crimes, where there's no consequence for actions, when you have cities across the country lessening lessening penalties, providing cashless bail, and in fact, in many cases, not allowed to even pursue criminals for committing crimes. They're going in and looting stores, a lot of stores in up and down the West Coast. I'm familiar with Portland, Seattle, San Francisco. Stores are just closing. Major stores. Huge department stores, Targets, Walmarts, Starbucks, because they cannot stay in business where crime is just allowed to continue. This started during the pandemic. They allowed the the summer of love to burn cities across this country without any consequence for these fucks. And then they wanted to defund police departments, and in many cases they did. And then to top it off, if people didn't get vaccinated, they were fired. So you have a shortage of first responders. You have a shortage of police officers. You have a shortage of doctors and nurses. Who the hell would want to be a cop nowadays? You don't get supported by the city you work for. You're not allowed to enforce the law. You're you're required, in fact, in many cases to let criminals go. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Coming from Washington State and what's going on up here with their pursuit rules. Check this one out. Whole Foods and Target has hired SFPD to work overtime and actually put an officer in a post for the majority of the opening hours that they're there. I've worked many shifts at Target, and even with that, they still can't get a hold on crime. Are you allowed to grab people? Interesting, you know, you say that there's times where, like, for example, Apple as a company, if someone runs out of an Apple store with an iPhone, for example, they want the police to stand down. Now, a lot of times with these stores, wait, Apple does? Apple does? Oh, yeah, 100%, because they don't, it looks bad. I mean, imagine if a police officer tackles this person and there's a use of force. It looks bad in the perception that Apple has hired this police officer. So, It looks bad. So therefore, just let the criminals go and crime will stop magically all on its own. These are good people after all. Oh, it's just reparations. Mostly people of color. We've all seen the videos. Come on, you've seen the videos where they decide to go into a Target or a Walmart and completely destroy it. Primarily in the inner cities. And then the people who live there who want to get groceries, the mom who wants to get groceries for her family at a reasonable price, can't get them because all the, the criminals and the thugs 
have gone in and just looted the stores. They take everything, they leave a wreckage behind, empty shelves, smashed food, broken containers everywhere. It's a disaster. And they're just having a good old time, man. We used to go down to the beach, have a bonfire and drink some beers. These kids like to go into a store and completely destroy it. And you wonder why crime is going up. They won't tell you that it's going up, though. Here's what we're doing in Seattle. And I, I don't know if you can read this. Uh, Sheriff Sanders, he's down in Olympia, Thurston County, actually in Washington State. Uh, Olympia is where our capital is. He has, a, he has a good blog going on on Facebook that he puts up. As the leg legislative session comes to an end, I would like to update the public on the status of the hotly debated topic of pursuit law. See, in Washington State, there was a, uh, the pursuit law basically didn't allow police officers to pursue everybody with the idea being that oftentimes high-speed pursuits end with somebody being injured and sometimes an innocent person being injured. So they changed the law and they changed the threshold to pursue for crimes has been lowered from probable cause to reasonable cause. Pretty subjective, right? Um, assault, fourth degree, domestic violence has been added to the list of pursuable crimes. Those were the two changes. Here is a non-exhaustive list of some crimes police may not pursue under the new legislation. So these are, these are crimes, people who have committed crimes and the types of crimes and police are not allowed to pursue them. If they get in a car and start to flee, or if they are running away from them on foot, they are not allowed to chase them. The idea being you can hopefully find them later. We know how that goes. If a criminal doesn't want to be found, he's, he can be pretty good about, about not doing it. But see, these are the things that people are allowed to do in Washington State, knowing that police officers are not allowed to pursue them and arrest them. Commercial burglary, residential burglary, auto theft, arson in the second degree, Unlawful possession of a firearm, first and second degree. Possession of a stolen gun. Unlawful possession of a machine gun. Unlawful possession of narcotics with intent to deliver while armed. Drug dealers with a gun, right? Threats to bomb or injure a school, a public building, or anything else. Failure to register as a sex offender. Can't chase those people. Felony harassment or threats to kill somebody, can't go after them, malicious mischief, first, second, or third degree, property damage, no monetary limit, theft, first, second, or third degree, no monetary limit, violation of domestic violence protection order, violation of sexual assault protection order, violation of stalking or contact order, assault, third degree, hit and run with injury, reckless driving, reckless endangerment, assault, fourth degree, non-domestic violence, vehicle, prowling, Indecent liberties or unwanted sexual contact, stalking, identity theft, first and second degree, malicious placement of a bomb or explosives, and theft of mail. And there's more. That's an example of the specific crimes that police are not allowed to pursue criminals for in the lovely communist state of Washington. It's a shame. It's a beautiful state. We got lots of greenery up here. We got lots of water. We got killer whales. Unfortunately, we also have Jay Inslee and a bunch of useful idiots in Seattle who make it a shithole. <sighs> okay. It gets me going, man. And it goes on. Um, we do have one state, though, and we've, we've all seen the videos. I had a montage of, of people ransacking stores. In Chicago, they have a major problem. They have teenagers that go around. Uh, there's a park there that 
you're not allowed to be into if you're under 21 for concerts and things like that. They're trying to make it an actual place where people can go to to recreate and see live music and enjoy themselves. And the teenagers in in, in Chicago don't like it. Kids, but these are teenagers taken to the streets not just to gather but to destroy. I mean, there's examples of a woman's husband was attacked in the vehicle, beaten after the teens jumped on the windshield. The six-year-old boy was shot. Yeah. This is not just a get-together. There's an interview. There's terrible video of a couple attempting to enter a, an apartment building. Um, a black man, white woman, they say they were attacked and beaten for over 10 minutes. We see 20 seconds of it in the viral video. They said the attack went on for 10 minutes, stole shoes, stole purse, stole the whole everything they had. And the teens are filming it joyously as yeah. it goes on saying this is what you get if you try to mess with it yeah because the adults don't seem to be in charge example we'll give you is mayor-elect Brandon Johnson he talked about these teens and the decisions they make watch look demonizing children is wrong they're young sometimes they make silly decisions so they can go around committing crimes and beating people assaulting people stealing their stuff burning cars burning buildings that's okay. They're just children. They make mistakes. You can't demonize them. You stupid piece of... Ugh. That's right, man. The adults are not in charge. We have the clown show in charge. The extreme commie Democrats who are out there destroying this country willfully. And we all going to have to clean up this mess one of these days. One of these days. I talked to you about how they always like to portray. Um, actually, here's one state who's who's got some law and order going on. Let's let's give it up for DeSantis. That guy's he's done a good job down in Florida. I don't know if he's ready to be president. If he does get the nomination, I'll back him. I'm a Trump guy. Everybody knows that. But that doesn't mean I won't support the candidate who happens to get uh, get selected to run for the Republican Party. This is what he's done in Florida. We want to make sure that we have safe communities, and so right now. Florida's crime rate is at a 50-year low. Now, that's good, I think, in and of itself, but I think it's all the more impressive when you consider in other jurisdictions around this country in the last particularly three or four years, we've seen crime skyrocket. Uh, we've seen crime skyrocket in places such that people are causing people to flee these jurisdictions. They've also made it uh, a possible sentence of death for sexual assault of children under 12 years of age. And I'm on board with that 100%. It's time to start having severe consequences for severe actions. And I agree with DeSantis 100% on that. We'll see what happens. He's going up a Supreme, against a Supreme Court decision uh, six, seven years back that, uh, that says he can't do that for uh, sexual assault. But we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Anyway, the, the crime rate, here's, here's what the Democrats always do every single time is when they talk about, they'll say crime's been going down since the 90s, crime's been going down since the 90s, and they always give you a date. This this particular one is Pew Research, a, a, <laughs> one of the most horrible polling companies in the country. Um, they, uh, they always go from 1990 to 2019, or this one goes from 1993 to 2019, but they always stop at 2019. Why do they always stop at 2019? Because if you see here, violent crimes per 100,000 people, I mean, if you go, if you look at this, you, you would think, man, you know, it's not so bad. We're actually doing pretty good. Violent crimes are down. They've been trending down for for over two decades. And, and uh, you know, that's a good thing, right? Is it? What's happened since 2019? Well, I can tell you. 
violent crime from about the end of 2019 to 2022. And that's a pretty big jump. You can see it, all right? Per 100,000 of population, it's gone from uh, 4.5% uh, up to almost 6.5%. Those are violent crimes from, and I, I ran from 2010 to 2022, just so you could see the trend. It really hasn't gone down that much. It took a big dip from the 90s to about 2010, and then it held steady until Biden got into office. And, and well, actually until the summer of 2020, pretty much is when the spike started, when we had the summer of love and crime was no longer a crime, as long as you were out for social justice for George Floyd, then it was all good, right? Here's similar. This is murders. You see a very similar trend. It's actually, murders have actually increased at a sharper rate than other violent crimes since 2019. So that's why whenever the Democrats present a chart or a statistic on crime and the rate of crime in the U.S., it's always, they always cut it off at 2019 because they don't want you to see what's happened since then. And that's very telling because it's their policies that have created it. Right? The extreme commie Democrats have created an environment, a permissive environment without consequences. And I'm going to give you a quick announcement here. July 1st, uh, we've got Matt Gates coming out to Washington State to campaign in support of Joe Kent, running the 3rd Congressional District here. He's a, a great American first patriot. He's a veteran. He's former well, special ops, actually. Also was involved in the intelligence community, for years, and uh, he's served his country most of his adult life. And uh, Matt Gates is coming out to support him. I have the honor of being the the MC for this event. It's a great gala for those of you in Washington State. Make sure to get on to Joe Kent's website uh, slash Gates, and you'll be able to find all the ticketing information, different price levels for uh, different support. You know, obviously, it all goes to the campaign. It's going to be great. There's going to be fire dancers. There's going to be uh, there's going to be magicians. There's going to be a great uh, sit-down dinner, open bar. So come on out uh, if you're in the state and support if you can. Here's the none better take of the day. Right? You've got a president right now who's not fit to be president, who thinks he's going to run again. and be. I mean, imagine he can barely get by now. He can barely work six hours a day, five days a week. He's got Swiss cheese for brain already. He, he doesn't know whether to exit stage left or stage right and gets it wrong most of the time. He can barely get through a sentence and he certainly can't get through a thought. He needs cue cards for everything and a teleprompter for everything, including questions that he asked the press corps along with pictures and everything else. We've seen that in the past week. And they think he's ready to be president. I think he's ready to be retired. And that's why it's so important in 2024 that we get out the vote, that we get out and we harvest ballots, that we play by the same rules, the same games up to the legal threshold that we can focus on the economy, focus on crime, focus on the border. If you focus on those three things, Republicans, you will win. Okay. Oh, I, th I would add getting the hell out of Ukraine on top of that as well. You've got, again, a, a horrible crime that's happened down in Texas over the weekend by an illegal alien, someone who's in the country illegally, someone who had been deported reportedly five times already. His last contact with ICE was in 2016. And somehow he kept creeping. He kept his crimey, criminal 
cruddy ass crawled across the border over and over again and came into the United States to commit crime. Word was he was drunk. Neighbor asked him, hey, would you stop shooting your gun? Our baby's trying to sleep. So what did he do? Well, he went over to the house and killed five of them, including a nine-year-old child. He's currently at large, probably out of the country by now. So what does the media do? What does ABC do? What does all the legacy media do? They blame the gun. This is the AR-15. There was a big article ABC did. They talked about these execution-style shootings. And in the article, and it was a lengthy article, they talked about AR-15s. They talked about the NRA. They talked about Biden wanting to ban assault rifles. They talked about high-capacity magazines. Not once, not one time in that article did they mention that the perpetrator, the criminal in this case, wasn't illegal, that he was in the country illegally. Not once. Wasn't even mentioned. In fact, the criminal was hardly mentioned at all other than the fact that he was armed and dangerous and was at large. Mostly they talked about the bad gun because everyone knows that the guns are the ones, the rifles are running around committing crimes. Fact is, rifles don't commit most violent crimes. By the mass majority, it's handguns, knives, and sharp instruments. There are more murders committed with those than with rifles. But you can't ban kitchen knives. It's easier to go after the scary-looking gun. Crime in this country is out of control. They have, every time they talk about it, every time, when I say they, I mean the extreme commie Democrats. Every time they talk about it, they will stop at 2019. And there's a ton of studies out there. And they, they'll run usually about 30 years. And they'll go from from 1990 to 2019 or 1993 to 2019, if you shrink down that time frame and go from 2010, I showed it earlier, to 2022. See, why do they stop at 2019? Because that's when the spike started going up. As soon as 2020 came into play and the pandemic and they weren't enforcing laws and the summer of love, as long as you, know, you could commit any crime you wanted, as long as it was in the name of social justice and George Floyd, burning cities across the country, looting stores. That's where it all began. And the crime rate has nothing, done nothing but spike massively since then. And it's not even, it, it is incredibly, violent crime, murders have increased at a very similar rate since 2019, really picked up pace in 2020, and it has no sign of stopping. And it's not going to stop with the extreme commie Democrats in power. They've got to go. Make sure you're doing what you need to do over the next year and a half or so to make sure we get sane people back in charge, to make sure that we get America first patriots that care about the Constitution and care about the sovereignty of this nation rather than the uniparty that's in there now. We need more Matt Gates. We need Joe Kent. We need Marjorie Taylor Greens. Bobarts. We need people like that. And you know, McCarthy's even kind of coming around. Other than his support of the Ukraine war, they held his feet to the fire during the House Speaker vote and it's paying dividends so far. Hopefully he sticks to his guns and, uh, and doesn't backslide into the uniparty mentality. 
At any rate, hey, thanks for watching. If you've just been listening on the radio, renegaderadio.com, or on any of the podcast channels, make sure to check me out on rumble.com slash the nun report. Subscribe, please. It's free. Follow me on rumble.com slash the nun report. The better the numbers, the better the distribution, the better the exposure. And hey, if we're getting the word out there, I'm no Tucker Carlson, I'm no Dan Bongino, but I am getting some word out there. I am talking America first. And the more of that we have out there, the better. So help me out. Follow me on rumble.com slash the nun report. You can follow me on all the podcast channels. I'm on uh, uh, all the socials at the nun report, except for TikTok, because I don't do that commie BS. Or just go to my website, the nun One stop, one shop, all in one place. You can click into everything right there. Anyway, hey, thanks again for watching. And as always, until next time, may the odds be ever in your favor. Cheers.